Um, so this is an opinion question. You can't really get this one wrong. How many people, how many people actually like the game of football? You actually like football. Okay, yeah, yeah. It's a lot of people, okay? Wow, we've got a football church. Um, how many people, it's not just like the football, like you can take it or leave it, but it's the, it's the football and the food and the commercials. How many people, okay, yeah, a lot more hands. That's awesome. Um, back in the day, now some of y'all are going to have to trust me on this one. Back in the day, when the Super Bowl first started, it was all about the game, the football game. But then it became more popular and it became about the commercials. It's the, if I'm not mistaken, it's the highest. I, I, remember, I remember years ago, it was like a million dollars for 30 seconds in a Super Bowl commercial. I hope y'all watched the one we got tonight. Just kidding. Um, <laughs> we'd have to shut down the church, but we'd have a killer commercial. Um, and today, it's about so much more than football. I mean, people are going to be watching the game and watching Taylor Swift. God help us all. They're going to be watching, like, like the, y'all, the NFL loves Taylor so much because female viewership of the NFL has, like, skyrocketed. So, um, and people are like, is Travis Kelsey going to propose to her? I don't care. I'm watching the game. If they do a proposal, I'll be like, cut it. Cut it, fast forward, fast forward. Guys, are you with me on this? Any guys with me? Because girls are like, oh, Swifty. Um, I, I'm just not there, y'all. I wish I could. I don't, I don't hate her. I don't hate her. She's got some good songs. One day you'll be living in the big old city and all you're ever going to be is mean. I love that song. I love Shake It Off, okay? I love it. God, what was I saying? Oh, yeah, scripture. So, so it used to be about the game, but now it's about so much more. So I thought, man, what if, we took, what if we took a Super Bowl weekend and just started creating something that was a little bit different and a little bit unique? Because <laughs> the Super Bowl has always has had some of the best commercials. Now, I was thinking about commercials for a second, and this is not a stretch. It really did remind me of Jesus. Because Jesus, when he showed up and he walked on earth for like three years, or 33 years, taught for three years, and people would ask him a question, he would always tell a story. A parable is what we called it. And some of his parables that are popular is the prodigal son. That's a, by the way, that's, not a, a tr- that's just a story that Jesus told. Um, the Good Samaritan, the Lost Coin, Jesus would tell stories. And... and all of his stories highlighted like a spiritual truth. So I was thinking, what if we just, what if we took the 23rd Psalm, the most famous Psalm in the book of Psalms, what if, so what if we took the 23rd Psalm and what if we broke it up verse by verse, we did six main points, all with two words, y'all, I worked on this for a minute, okay? All with two words and we showed a commercial to go along with each point. Now let me tell you what's gonna happen today. You're, You're going to be impacted by this message, I have no doubt, but one of these points, one of these points, one of these commercials is going to stand out to you more than any other, and your assignment, your homework assignment, I never give homework, but I'm giving homework, is to tell at least one person which commercial stood out to you the most and why. Can we do that? Oh, Lord. Mm -mm. Please. Please don't make me relive last night's service, y'all. We switched Sunday night to Saturday night, and they were the frozen chosen, okay? I was like, dear, the anointing of God has left my... I need some happy, clappy people that are happy to be in the house of God. It's better. It's good. 
That's good. That's good. That's good. Here we go. If you're taking notes, you can write this down. We got those. Everybody's got your outline. You got your pen. Don't click it. Don't click the pen. Don't click the pen. Don't click the pen. Okay, here we go. Point number one. I can. I can. Now, when I say I can, this is, let me tell you what I'm not saying. I'm not saying the lie that we tell our children. This is what we tell our kids sometimes. And if you ever told your kid, you can go pick them up from SC Kids and apologize for lying to them um, after I share. We tell our kids, you can do anything you want to do and be anything you want to be if you just believe in yourself and try really hard. And that's a lie. <laughs> All of us remember back in the day when America Idol was on. Mary, remember that? And we would watch the auditions of the people that thought they could sing. Y'all remember that? And it sounded like a cow dying in a hailstorm. Their parents told them, you can do anything you want to do and be anything you want to be. Hey, there's some things I can't do. I can't. I can't play golf. Somebody recently asked me, you want to go play golf? I was like, no, I don't because I can't. No, you could if you wanted to. Well, that might be the problem. I don't want to, but I can't. I'm not athletic. People look at me and say, did you play Sports in high school? No. And this is what they, but you're so tall. I know God wasted all this on me. I don't, I don't know why I got it. I'm not coordinated. I couldn't walk and chew gum. I couldn't, I can't play drums. I've tried. I can play every instrument on this stage. Not well, but drums, I, I, I can't. There's some things we can't do. Agree? Except for the things that the Lord leads us to. See, I can't do everything, but I can do exactly what God has called me to. And so can you. Where do you get this, Pastor Pete? I'm so glad you asked. Psalm 23 verse one says, the Lord is my shepherd. I have all that I need. Now, we probably don't have a lot of shepherds here this morning unless you drove in from Iva, we're super glad you're here. But, but I, I usually pick on Belton, so I just throw, I throw Iva in there. But we don't know a lot of shepherds. So a better, another word that we could say shepherd, we could replace the word with leader. The Lord is my leader. The Lord is my leader. And if God is our leader, we can do exactly what he's called us to. We, there's, there are too many people in the church world that have the I can't mentality. I can't follow Jesus. I can't do this. I can't do this. But in Christ, Paul said in Philippians 4.13, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I think it would be awesome if we switched our language from I can't to I can. And I think... Adidas summed this up very well. Look at that. Can't do anything. Can't sit. Can't stand. Can't walk the walk. Can't talk the talk. Mommy, this is in trouble. Can't juke. Can't blitz. Can't dunk. Can't control the ball. Can't control your bowels. Can't aim. 
can't hit, can't slug, can't nothing. Can't windmill, can't ollie, can't play by the rules. You try the green beans. Cannot deal. Can't be like pops. And can't putt, can't this, can't that. Can't downward dog, can't master the fundamentals. Can't stiff arm, can't sidearm, can't have the most yards in a season. Can't float like a butterfly, can't sting like a bee. Can't be two-time MVP. You're born the original impossible. You spend the rest of your life proving nothing is. Good, huh? Why does Adidas get to have that message? Because you remember when you were a kid, God was a kid, they would put those shoes on and they told us we could run faster in those shoes. And we believed it. But here's the deal. If we are in Christ, we can accomplish way more than Adidas ever could. Amen? Which leads to number two. Number two, moments matter. Um, how, many of you are, how many of you, I'll let you write that down because when I, when I get you to write something down and I ask a question, some of you type A people freak out because you don't know because you're a rule follower. And you're like, I got to write this. <laughs> Had somebody catch me in the uh, first timers area and said, hey, yeah, I'm here for the first time. Hey, what was that thing you said real quick? I want to write that down. So I was like, you are my people. How many of you are parents? How many of you are parents? You're, okay, it's, yeah, it's not a difficult question. You've got that figured out. For those of you that got your hand raised or raised your hand as parents, how many of you wish that you had somebody in your life that loved you enough to come into your home every day and make you take a nap? <sighs> Wouldn't that be amazing? I wish somebody loved me that much. But if you're a parent, some of the biggest early fights you had with your child was over nap time and bedtime. And you had to listen, because if they didn't get their nap time in, whoo, I mean, they, like, you believe in demon possession, because you saw it, because they became, and, and we, we as parents understand that, that kids need those moments of rest, correct? So, with that in mind, every parent here, I want you to understand that when you bring your kid to SC Kids, you're providing a moment of spiritual rest for them. Because in that environment where they're learning about Jesus on their level, that no, no screens, no, no tech, nothing coming at them, no social media bombarding them. They're learning about Jesus on their level. And those moments, they matter. Watch this, watch this. By the way, can we pause real quick and say thank you to everybody in this room that volunteers in SC Kids and let them know how much we appreciate what they do. Watch this. David said in Psalm 23, 2, he lets me rest in green meadows. He leads me beside peaceful streams. Our children need moments of spiritual rest. And we are the ones as parents that have to lead them to a place where they can get that rest. Now, I know if all hell's going to break Lucas in your house, it's going to happen on a Sunday morning. And the more kids you have, the crazier it gets. 
because one's gonna not one's gonna walk out with no pants on, um, or maybe your husband. Um, but like one, one's gonna put the cat in the dryer. Which if that happens, get it on video. It's it, just getting them here is a challenge, and sometimes we're we're tempted to tap out. But you never know. You never know what moment God's gonna use to impact their life. And listen, I am an example of somebody that can tell you. My mother had me in church every single Sunday. My dad hardly ever went, but moments mattered because when I tried to walk away from Jesus, I couldn't walk very far because there was an anchor in my heart planted so deep because I had a mother that understood that moments (laughs) mattered. And nobody, nobody in my opinion Sum this up better. Dads, get ready for your eyes to sweat just a little. Nobody summed this up better than a gum commercial. Check this out. Anybody want to go get your kid real quick and go home, give them some gum? <laughs> Somebody, some dad's going to be on YouTube today trying to figure out how to make that little origami thing. <laughs> Moments matter. Ah, whew. I've seen that so many times, and I just it get, my eyes sweat. Like I said, number three, Jesus's voice. Jesus's voice. Another, another participation question, if you, if you will. Some of y'all, it's two words. What's taking y'all so long to write this down? It's just, I mean, how many of you have ever had somebody say something negative to you or about you on social media? Raise your hand, raise your hand, raise your hand, raise your hand, keep them high, keep them high. Notice my hand, I got a foot. I mean, I, like, we, all, we deal with it. We deal with it. And I, I strongly disagree with people that say, well, you know, criticism today is the same as it always has been. No, it's not. 40 years ago, Criticism was somebody wrote a letter to the editor, to the newspaper, and they put their name on it. It wasn't like Scripture Boy 182, okay? It was like their name. People talked about it in the barbershop or the hair salon for the next three days, and it was over. But today, communication is instant, global, constant, and permanent. Instant, global, constant, and permanent. And we've got so many voices coming at us. And some of us in this room, we have so many voices 
in our heads, telling us, you're always going to be this way. You're never going to amount to nothing. You're nothing but a waste. You're not, you, they, listen, you might as well just go ahead and stop living because there's no reason for you. We, and if we're not careful, we'll let the voice of the enemy direct our path rather than the voice of Jesus. Look at what David said, the next part of this verse. He renews my strength. He guides me along, let's say this word together on three, one, two, three, right past. He always gets it right. Jesus has never had to look at anybody and go, oh, my bad. I got that wrong. Didn't mean for that to happen. He's going to lead us in, in the right way all the time. He, he, lead, he guides me along right paths, bringing honor to his name. So this is why it's so important for us to put ourselves in a place and a position where we can hear God's voice as often as possible. That's why I encourage people. I encourage people, get in God's word every single day, whether it's a text devotional, whether it's just reading a chapter day, listening to the voice of God helps us to distinguish between what is true and what is lie. Because in, lie because in John 8, 44, Jesus said that Satan is the father of lies. That's why it's important to be in church, specifically a church that preaches God's word. I don't know about you guys, but I need to hear a word from God with the people of God every single week. It just does something. It, and and how, does, how does he guide us? How does Jesus guide us? With his voice. That's the way a shepherd would guide his sheep. And in John 10... Jesus is using the metaphor of shepherd and sheep. And Jesus said, my sheep know my voice and they follow me. There are, there are voices in our head telling us certain things, but we get to choose who we listen to. And when we choose the right voice, well, we, can, we could accomplish the impossible. And in my opinion, this is, by the way, let's go ahead and let, let y'all know, this was my favorite. This is my favorite. This is the one that stood out to me the most. When you see it, I won't have to tell you why. Um, but it, I think Beats summed this up better than anything that I could illustrate from the stage. So y'all check this out. first time you kicked the ball. I know I was demanding, but not more than that. They're relentless, calling you the Terminator, the Viking, building you up just so they can break you down. But the pressure doesn't break you. It feeds you. I mean, after 21 years in... Only 23 years old. You just get stronger. So do it again. Stick again, move again, be 23, then 6, then back to 23, again. 
Score 36 goals again. Hit the hat trick again. Hit the open man again. 38,000 again. Break records like a broken record and put the league on notice again. The league's on notice. Break their hearts again. Put Bruno on the map. Put Akron on the map again. Skip the chatter and take the high road and watch as they follow you again. Chant Harlem again. Tell them you're not done till you play with your son. Then do that again. Make them fear you and turn the whole damn city blue again. Show them why you're nothing to be played with. The GOAT. Show them why you're the king again. Just getting started. Show them what happens when a washed up one hit wonder does, does it, it again. again. Right? How many are ready to go play basketball? Yeah, I would I'd make it down the court one time and be like, okay, I'm done. It's, it's so essential. Like, why, why, does, why does beats get that right and it resonates? But when we get to church, we're like, listen, if that kind of stuff can pump us up, then what are the possibilities that could happen in our life if we got that dialed in to the voice of Jesus? Mm. Which leads to number four. This matters. When I say this, Pastor Pete, what are you talking about when you say this? I'm talking about church, this, this place right here, what we do. This matters. Um, students on Wednesday night matters. SC kids matter. Like, what we do matters because we're talking about it next week, but I'll go ahead and address it now. We live in a world consumed by fear. Am I correct? No matter what news network you watch, fear is a multi-billion dollar industry. Because you got people on both sides. Hey, if Donald Trump wins, this is going to happen. And if Joe Biden wins, this is going to happen. Side note, he won't know. Um, but like, this is going to happen. I'm saying, I just call, I can see it, y'all. I just call it. Press conference was a bad idea all the way around. But when it, when it comes to church and what we do, this actually matters. Because <laughs> show me a politician that has actually been able to completely follow through on what they said they would do. And how many people would say, politicians made my life so much better? <laughs> That's why what we do in this room on Sundays matters. The church matters. And, I, and I'll, I'll, show you, I'll show you in scripture, um, David said, even when I walk through the darkest valley, pause, God never promised us that we wouldn't experience darkness, but he did promise us that when we walk through the darkest valleys, that we don't have to be afraid. Pastor Peter, it's easy for you to say, I'm scared of the dark. I'm scared of dark seasons. I'm scared of, why, why do I have to not be afraid? Well, it's real simple. He said, for you, for you are close behind me, or you are close beside me. Your rod and your staff protect and comfort me. There are people outside these walls that have no hope at all. And we as the church have the best message of hope and change and peace and joy. And what if we got, what if we got as committed to that cause as people in the world are committed to causes that, let's just be real honest, 
in 500 years won't really matter. I, well, Kia says it better than I do. Check this out. Hey, Melissa, the whales need your help. I love to drive like one. Introducing the most fuel-efficient crossover, the Kia Nero. Oh, what if we took the message of the gospel that seriously? Because here's reality. There are people outside these walls today in Anderson, South Carolina, and in Greenville, talk about that next week, but in Anderson, that if they died today, they would go to hell. And there are some people in this room that don't give a shit. And then there's some people in this room more bothered by the fact that I just said the word shit than you are worried about the people that are going to hell. That's on you, sir. That's on you. Some of you are like, I like this church. Anyway, I, I'm, just, I'm just saying what would happen if we said this matters and I'm not going to show up at Second Chance next week alone. I'm bringing somebody that needs to hear this message. Which leads to number five. The reason this matters is because you matter. You matter. Now, we've talked about this before, and I've told you all I'm as guilty as anybody in the room. But when you post a picture of yourself online... Let's, let me just ask the question. How many of you have taken more than one picture to get one picture online? Be honest. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, and we say it all the time. Like, if you look at a group photo, you look at you. And if you look good, it doesn't matter if the person next to you looks homeless. You want that? Yeah, post that. Post that. We'll filter that out. We'll just filter it out. We post our highlight reel. And there's nothing wrong with that. I don't want to put bad pictures online. The problem is when we feel like we got to bring our highlight reel to church. That's the problem. We, we, we got to walk in this place put together. And I remember when I started this church, I told people, I was like, listen, I just want a place where anybody can show up. It doesn't matter if you just walked out of uh, the best environment in the world or you just got out of jail and showed up at church. By the way, that has happened. That has happened multiple times. Three of them on staff. But I'm, I'm just saying, we, we got them out. We got a bail fund. It's a joke-ish. <clears throat> I'm just saying that, that everybody in this room has a story and it matters. Now, here's what's funny. Anytime I'm getting ready to preach on something that I personally kind of deal with, um, God typically puts me in a situation, and I'm very honest with y'all, nine times out of 10, I screw it up and get it wrong. But this week, by his grace and his mercy, 
I actually got it right. I'll tell you all about it because it don't happen a lot. I was at Food Lion, which is automatically a problem because I love Food Lion, but they only have half of what you really went there to get. And I got, found half of what I wanted and I got this one checkout line. And I got, there was one person in front of me. I was like, this is going to be good. And I've told y'all before how I struggle when I get behind coupon lady. <laughs> it's always a lady. That's not sexist. I'm just saying it's always a lady. But this wasn't just coupon lady. She also had a sales flyer. And she was demanding that they give her a rain check on the items listed for sale because they didn't have them. I had never seen anybody actually get a rain check. I thought it was a myth. I had no idea. And when I tell y'all that I got mad and upset, I'm like, you got to be kidding me. And I'm so upset. And when I tell you the Lord spoke to my heart and said, you don't know what she's going through. She, she might be, that, that might be her groceries for the month. This might be the only a, like human conversation she has today. Why don't you just shut up and stand? That's how he talks to me. I don't know if he talks to you like that, but. <laughs> and I realized, you know what? Every single person that we lock eyes with today has a story. And there's a lot of people in this room, you gotta, you're going through something right now and you don't talk about it and you don't share it, but it's a big deal. That's why, that's why in the scriptures we see um, David say, you prepare a feast for me in the presence. Oh, this is so good, y'all. In the presence of my enemies. Notice this. David didn't say God took my enemies away. David said God kept my enemies at a distance so they could watch me feast with the Father. I love that. And then, then he went on to say this. He said, you honor me by anointing my head with oil, which is a reference to the Holy Spirit. And God doesn't want us just to get a little dab of him. He said, my cup overflows with blessings. So what would happen if we understood that our, our story really does matter to God and it matters to this church? I'm glad you're here. I don't care what your story is. I'm glad you're here. And in my opinion... Nobody got this more right than Chick-fil-A. Check it out.
Wow, right? I watched that. I'm like, that's, a, that's not a restaurant. That's a church. Kind of is, right? Christian chicken. But I'm, I'm, just, I'm just encouraging you that if you're going through something, we're glad you're here. And if there's any way we can help, we got a care team. We got people that will pray with you, pray for you. We would love it. Listen, it's not a burden. It's an honor and a privilege to be able to pray with and for people who are struggling in something. Because God can get you through what you're going through. Amen? The last one, I paused on purpose because some of you type A people, you're like, as soon as I write this down, I can put my sheet up and I can get ready to go. And you're like, so you just, let's just wait. I'm just kidding. Here we go. So the last one, the last one is what if? What if? What if? Um, I love asking this question, and it's a question that's driven me now for around 20, close to 20 years. About 20 years ago, I was at a conference, and uh, I never had heard this guy speak, and he's now one, a really good friend of mine. I never had heard him speak, but he was on stage speaking to a group of like 5,000 leaders, and I'm just in the crowd. And he had his Bible open on stage and in his hand, and he's reading out of Acts chapter 2. And then he paused, and he said something that I will never, it, it sticks with me till this day. He paused when he's reading out of Acts chapter 2 when the church just exploded. And he said, what if what happened in here happened in here? And I've been asking that same question ever since. What, what, if, hap- what if what happened in Scripture happened in here? Now, we're seeing God move. We've seen over 4,000 people give their lives to Christ since we started as a church, and I'm super excited about that. But I think that's, yeah, we can go ahead and clap because God did that. But I think that's just the beginning. What if, what if we got in on God's plan for our life, and what if we understood? What if, what if there was genuine joy around what we did? Now, for this one, this last commercial, I went way back. I went way back to when lots of commercials were actually funny. I'm 52, so if you're plus, minus 15, 20 years, you'll get this commercial. If you're under the age of 25, you're going to have to talk to your parents or your grandparents to fully comprehend the deep, complex things going on with what we're about to see. But in my opinion, it's one of the greatest commercials of all time. And I will tie it in to scripture. Keep your outlines out because we're going to come back to it. Here we go. Hello. Hey, who? What's up? None of these watching the game, having a bud. What's up with you? None. Watching the game, having a bud. True. True. What's up? <laughs> Yo, what's that? Yo, pick up the phone. Hello? What's that? What's up? Yeah. Yo, where's Dookie? Yo, Dookie. Yo. What's that? What's that? Hold on. Hello? 
What's up, B? Watching the game, having a bud. True. True. Buena! I remember when that commercial came out. Grown men would, in suits would walk into business meetings and be like, what We didn't, I didn't do it a lot because I was in a Baptist church and they didn't support drinking. But like, I, I'm just saying that, that was, that, some of y'all are like, how are you going to tie that in to the message? I'm so glad you asked. Get your outline back out. Look at verse 6. Look at verse 6. Look at verse 6. In just a second, we're going to read it together out loud. Everybody in the room, we're going to read it together out loud because I want you to see this. I want you to see it. You got it? Everybody got it? Here we go. Surely and unfailing will all and I will look at that verse for just a second surely your goodness and your unfailing love in the King James it says mercy don't miss this we're not pursuing God's love and mercy his love and mercy are pursuing us think about your life of all the times that you should I mean, some people, you shouldn't even be here today. But you're here today because of God's goodness and God's mercy pursuing you. What if, what if we believe that? What if we believe that God's goodness and his mercy were pursuing us? And, and because of that, listen, I will live in the house of the Lord forever. Church isn't going to be an option. Church is going to be a priority. I've, I've got to go to his house because his goodness and his mercy has followed me all the days of my life and I will not take it for granted. Now, here's my question. What, what, what would happen? What would happen? Because in that commercial, there was so much joy around a bottle of beer. There was so much joy around a bottle. In fact, people are going to leave here today and I'm not against it I'm not hating on it but what if what if see the world gets excited about that but what if we as the church got excited got as excited about the fact that there's an empty tomb that used to hold the body of Jesus that don't hold the body of Jesus anymore what if we got excited that we are not alone, that the Lord is our shepherd. He will take care of us and provide for us. He will never leave us. He will never forsake us. He will always be with us. He rules and he reigns supreme king of kings and Lord of lords. What if we believe that? What if we let that stir our soul and get down inside of us so deeply that it impacted every area of our lives? I got some goodness and mercy in me. Today. Let's pray. Jesus, I want to thank you today that we can sing hallelujah, praise the Lord, because God, you've just been so good. And right now, with heads bowed and eyes closed, whichever, whichever point, whichever commercial stood out the most to you, impacted you the most. Just take a couple seconds and talk to God about that. Talk to the Lord about the thing that impacted you the most. And maybe you're here today and you've never asked Jesus to come in your life. And here's the deal. It, the, he's, got, he's got to be your shepherd 
before he leads you. You've never asked Jesus to come into your life. You've never given your life to Christ. And you realize today that's what you need to do. Because listen, being a Christian, yeah, we get to go to heaven and the retirement plan is awesome. But the beautiful thing about becoming a Christian is the benefits begin immediately. And if you're here today and you need to pray to receive Christ, I would love to lead you in a prayer where you can ask Jesus to come into your life and turn your life over to him. If that's what you want to do today, I'm going to lead you in a prayer from the stage and you just repeat it back to me. But I'm going to ask you to say it out loud. We say it out loud here at Second Chance, but not alone because everybody in our Second Chance family is going to pray this out loud with you so you'll know you're stepping into a relationship with Jesus supported by every person in this room. So if you want to pray to receive Christ, you pray this with me in Second Chance family. Let's make sure they don't pray it alone. Just say, Jesus Christ, I know that I'm a sinner and I need you as a savior. I believe you died on the cross and you rose from the grave. So right now, Jesus, I declare you as Lord. Come into my life and take over. In Jesus' name I pray. But head still bowed and eyes still closed. If you just prayed and asked Christ into your life, if you just prayed that prayer before you leave today, I want to pray with you and I want to pray for you. So do me a favor, just real quick. If you just prayed that prayer, would you hold your hand up high and just leave it up in the air so I can see it? Thank you. Wow, that was quick. Thank you so much. Keep them up. Keep them up. I want to make sure I see every hand. I want to make sure I see every hand. That's awesome. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And this is amazing. Praise God. Jesus, thank you. There are so many hands, so many lives today that you changed. I pray that every single person with their hand raised right now would walk out of this place today with a sense of hope and joy and peace and knowing, Jesus, that from this point forward, they will never walk alone. And for the rest of us today, Jesus, may we walk out of this place rejoicing in the fact that you are our shepherd that you will never leave us or forsake us. You're always with us and you want nothing but your best for us. Thank you so much for that promise and that truth. In Jesus' name we pray. Everybody that agreed said amen. Are you glad you came to church today? And you guys have a great weekend and we'll see y'all next Sunday.